0: Come on. is he able is he able All right. let's pray father in jesus name we thank you for all things we give you all praise and glory we open up our hearts to your heart to your to your word god that we may be transformed by it and become like you designed us to become it's in jesus name we pray amen amen okay let's our confession God's covenant details how to live. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Therefore, what the Lord has said, I will do and I will be obedient. Amen. We're going to talk about pastor and people relationships, part one this morning. Turn your Bibles to Jeremiah, the third chapter, verse 15. Turn your phones to Jeremiah, the third, third chapter, verse 15. Man, i tell you, church changed, man, 15. Gee, where is, man, it's just changed. Are you there? I'm going to read from the NLT. Well, they got it up there already. All right. So I said, well, I ain't going to change, but right up there. Let's read. And I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will guide you with knowledge and understanding. You may have your seats. And we're talking about relationships, and we said the, the, the objective of the relationship is to pr- improve our relationship skills in a godly way. All right. We want to improve our relationships in a godly manner. Uh, We want to examine ourselves self-aware. It's not the other person. It's us. So we can really get it right. All right. And then we want to live at peace with all people. Isn't that right? We said definition of relationship is a state of being connected with someone or something. All right. A relationship is basically a a state of connection. You're connected with something. You can have a relationship with a rock, you know, a fish. I mean, you can just have a relationship. Whatever you you put your energy and affection into, that begins your relationship with that. Relationship is a state of connection. You got it? And we said the first message uh, was uh, the origin of relationships are the three principles of relationship. one was God is relational. Then we said God created humans for relationship. And then God created relationships for connection. All right, that's the origin of relationships begin with God. If relationships get, begin with God, guess who can tell us how to have a good relationships? God. Because it was his idea to have relationships, all right? He's relational. He's a relational God. That's why he created us. Then he wanted us to have a relationship with one another. And then he connects us through relationships, all right? Relationships will be your blessing in your life or the biggest gr- regret in your life, all right? All right. Amen? Amen? It's your deathbed. It's going to be about relationships. You want to know who's here, who's not here. You want to call the people in and say something to them. Got it? I've been a lot of death deathbeds. Nobody says, bring my car to me and let me say goodbye. All right, bring my fish to me and let me say goodbye. Now, some people kind of really into animals. They may say bring their dog, but, you know. But uh, basically, people are, are connected through relationships. Relationships makes life worth living. All right, it gives you the fullness of it. You know, uh, having a relationship with someone... Gives you something that you can't give yourself, which is I know you can give yourself love, but there's something else about someone else loving you. God wants it to have that way. OK, you got it. And so we need one. Anybody says I don't need that person. Well, that, that means you, you're talking out of hurt, pain and you need to get healed. OK, because you need people in your life. All right. You got it. And we said the takeaway way, way was God is relational and made humans for relationship. So we can connect with God and one another through how? Relationships. Message number two was God's triangular relationship. We said love matters most. The center, God is love, love matters most. This relationship is based upon what? Love. So in our relationships, we automatically understand when we come into a relationship with anybody, whether we know them or not, Christians are in what? Love. We love you, all right? We love the unlovable. We don't love you because you look good. We don't love you because you're a perfect person. We don't love you because whatever. God's love is we, he just loves. It's an act of the will, not the emotion. You may, I may not be feeling you, but I love you. Right. You got it? That's the Christian love. That's what God wanted us to have because he knew we would get on one another's nerves. So if we base everything on emotion, you got it? You uh, got it? Right. The first thing you say when well, you know you're an emotion, I ain't feeling you today. And that means you're in an emotional relationship. Alright, and they, they hurt your feelings and it takes a long time for people's feelings to get over. Alright? So that means that whatever they did, it's gonna be there's gonna be some time. Just to sit back, there's gonna be some time for that that, that healing come. Alright? But then when it's the act of the will, it overcomes it. Doesn't does not ignore the offense, but it can overcome it because I love you by the act of my will, not the emotion. The emotion is just a bonus. Alright? Right? I love my wife. I love my wife right now. I miss my wife right now, but I don't feel that. But every once in a while I can look at it and say, ooh, girl, you make me feel good. I mean, so that becomes a bonus. Right. Yeah. You got it? Right. So when you're walking around like, you know, I don't feel like I love you today. Well, that's that, So what? It'll, it'll be there. We'll keep on moving. It'll, 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 it'll come. It'll come, right? <clears throat> I, say, I say this all the time. We talk about love, right? <clears throat> and so <laughs> don't get on me, right? So in my book, Chapter 6, um, about love, genuine love, right? Now, how can we trust love if you can fall in, in love and out of love? How can you trust it? So when people come to my office, no one's ever, 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 ever came to my office and said, Pastor, we want to get married uh, because we don't love one another. They say they want to get married because what? We love one another. But how can they trust that love if that love can be, you can fall in it and you can fall out of it. So that means marriage cannot be, be uh, permanent because it's based on something that's not uh, everlasting. Right? So we up here to my, we confess love to one another Knowing that love can be born, it can it can not last. It may not last. So, but is love supposed to last? Yes. So that means we're not loving right, because love is supposed to last forever. That's the seal to it, the covenant to it. All right, you got it. So you could be saying like, okay, if I fell out of love, I, I wasn't really in genuine love that God wants to love, because love never never fall out of love, because you can't trust it. So if you if we can fall in and out of love, how why, why should I marry you? Because I say, okay. You about it's about 10 year love and in 10 years y'all gonna fall out of love we grow apart and all that foolishness no people Christians don't do that secular people do that Christians don't fall out we don't grow apart I I, I don't listen I'm talking talking about your experiences see see, what I I do when I hear hear the word I don't go through my experiences I say wow really I get excited, like, really? That's what God meant? Really? I get, wow, let me look into that. Because I've been doing it wrong. You got it? So then love God first. We love God first. We reciprocate his love first. Then we love one another second. You got it? And then the takeaway to all of that was, God is love, therefore we connect in relationship with one another by God's love in Christ. Connection in, in, in Christ. We said there's fellowship, fellowship, and friendship. That's how we're in. We're in an we're in-Christ in relationship. What's got us here is an in-Christ relationship, right? And so through these things, fellowship means everybody's going to follow Christ. Right. And then fellowship means we're going to do joint participation things together. We're going to do things together, right? And then uh, friendship, we're going to do. Uh, then some people get into friendships with one another, right? But we all start with fellowship. I'm in Christ, I'm in Christ. Great, man. Well, let's do fellowship. Then we joint participate. And we l- l- do life together and all that kind of stuff. And then some of us are fortunate enough maybe even get into friendships, all right? But in all of that, you can have conflicts, all right? You can have conflicts. And all of that, that uh, conflicts are in, uh, inevitable, all right? That right? They're going to come up. Somebody said they're going to come up. Conflicts are going to come up. You got it? Conflicts are going to, somebody say, come uh, when you're offended, thanks, <laughs> like, come up, right? <laughs> when, <laughs> offense, right? Offended? Is, let's read it together. You're offended when someone believes something says something or does something that hurts your feelings or you're opposed. All right? Offended people become what? Resentful, upset, angry at the offender. And then what? You either approach the person and let them know you're offended. Most of us don't do that. Or you distance yourself from them. That's what's going to happen. All right, I, it's inevitable. I'm going to offend somebody. I'm going to say something. Every Sunday I probably I, I offend somebody. But they get in their feelings. Like he, I don't like the way he said it. It's, it's true, but I don't like the way he said it. It's just, I just, I just, I just, I just don't like the way he said it. Yeah, he heard I he, he talk about women. He you know, he talked about women. He, you know, he, oh, he don't respect women. No, he, just, he just, oh God, you know. I mean, I, I mean, inevitably. You know, but our relationship, you should overcome that stuff and say, that's pastor. I understand where he's coming from, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? But in relationship, it's inevitable. We offend people when we tell you where to sit. Right. You sit. I mean, people get offended when they like, say, you can not sit Why? <laughs> we started the day off offended. Right. You know, because, uh, you know, the pastor and the church, we want everybody to move up front. You know, ah, now this is my seat. <laughs> okay, we offended somebody over a seat. Got it, you know. I mean, in church, but that's, that's that's what happens. You know, when you have a seat, and somebody got it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what happens, people. But think about it. We did, we just, we. It, it's inevitable. It's just inevitable. At one time, a, a person uh, uh, left our church because we didn't recognize they won a game. We had game night, and uh, we 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 did the games. And then we, uh, we set the winners, and we forgot they won. And so we didn't see them. So we called, and he said, hey. And so we had a big meeting at the house. And they went on. They said, you know why we really love you? I said, Why? Well, you didn't recognize us. See, y'all don't know where I get up. I, I said, whoa. When are we gonna, why, why? Why? What happened? They told about the gang. I said, oh, man. You know, we sorry. We didn't, we didn't know that. So when I say things like this, I say to people all the time. Someone told me, I would do this, but make sure you recognize me. Got it. No, no. I like that. They let me know, if I'm going to do this, I want to be recognized. Got it. So I won't offend them. Right. You got it? Yeah. See, somebody, that's sometimes, sometimes that's too honest for you. But no, that's what's in name. Hey, I love people like that. Hey, I do this, but I want to be recognized. Got it. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll make sure I recognize you. You know? that. Because if you don't, people get, and then you, you forget that, then they'll forget that. So a lot of times what we say things is because of out of experience. So if I sit there and say, okay, if you want to be recognized, let me know. I'm, I'm doing that out of experience, people. Because I don't want to do what? Offend you. All right? I don't want to do anything to try to offend people in the body of Christ because we're easily offended. You got it? And then we said, well, we got to get this offense together. So we said the message is to pursue peaceful relationships. We want to pursue Peaceful how to handle conflicts. We said never take revenge, all right? Use biblical conflict l- resolutions to be reconciled. Have a private meeting with that person, have a public meeting with that person, and then have a pastoral meeting, okay? All the way up. And then number three is do not count their offense against them, but be reconciled. We cannot be reconciled if you keep holding it against me. I can't come together, right? So you got to not hold it against me, all right? So we can be reconciled and rebuild the relationship into another. Got it? You got it? You got it. got it? So today we're going to talk about pastor and people relationship. Remember, remember, remember. This is not a sad story. This ain't I'm stressed out. This is just me being transparent. Got it? Got it. I love you, Texas. Don't, no, no. I'm cool. I'm all right. You understand when I'm going to be transparent on you, so I hope you can handle it. <laughs> this is therapeutic. Just, just hold on. <laughs> what does it say? And I will give you shepherds.' see what it says? I will give you shepherds. What does it say? Now, who's talking here? God. Who's talking here? God. All right, God's people, who's talking here? God. And I And I asked of my what? own heart, and then what? God, don't Got it? So we're going to get into that. Very simple. Let's let the Bible say what it says. Why I'm here. That's how you judge me. Based upon that scripture. Nothing more. Right? You got it? Before I get into that, I'm going to tell you what ha- an unhealthy church suffers from PTSD. Okay? Here it is. We have either members, pastor, traumatic stress disorder, or we have pastors have people, traumatic stress disorder. But we all got PTSD. <laughs> oh yeah, we, yeah. We act like we get, you know, we have we have had some traumatic experiences. Oh my God, that pastor! Oh my God, he looks just like my last pastor. Oh no, I see this before. Oh my God! And then the pastor see the people say, Yeah, I know them people. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yes sir, I know them people. Them people, and so we got this thing going on. We don't mention it, but we all suffering from PTSD. And all right, and we don't trust one another. You know, what's that mean? What's that mean? What's that mean? Well, uh-huh, uh-huh, I got it. uh my God, I seen that before. So some of the symptoms of PTSD is detachment. You guard your heart. Watch it now. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Even though you like it, you've been here 20 years, you still guard your heart. Like, okay. Okay. Like, watch it. Watch it. I don't want to get too high. Don't, don't get too low. I'll just keep, keep them right where he need to be. Okay. 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 Got it. I'm, I'm in a constant judgment. Like, okay. Okay. What, what What's he today? What, okay. Ooh. Oh, man. He's got new. He, oh, God. He's got a new car. Oh, my God. What What's, what's that mean? What's that mean? Okay. Is, is he going prosperity on this? What what's, what's happening? PTSD, because if you don't know me, like Jesus said, if you don't know me now, you ain't know, never gonna know me. If you don't know Keith Graham by now, you, don't, you will never know my motives and understand me, all right? And then uh, flashbacks, like you think about the past pastor, you know, whatever that happened, right? Avoidance, this is all PTSD stuff, you avoid. Motivation, you start having low interest, you know, the pastor has low interest for the people, the people have low interest for the pastor, it's the low interest church. And then irritable. And then memory loss. You forget the good the church has done for you. Got scholarships here. You know, helped you this. Your children raised up and the pastor lived right. They ain't got no, I mean, all that good stuff, you forget. The benefits of it. All of a sudden you got issues. What? But didn't we just give you a scholarship your child? What? New creation, well, my, my, well, listen, some of y'all just, you're you, you an empty basket. You can never be filled with satisfaction. New, new, new creation, Brittany went through a serious illness. New creation went on a prayer thing for her, right? They ain't got to do nothing else for me. The rest of their life, I love new creation and Bishop Copeland Basketball. what they've done for my child. So I bless them all the time. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you. Because I remember what that church did in prayer for my child. They ain't got to do no more. They're on my good side the rest of their life. If he needs a dime, I, I'm in pity. Whatever he got, Whatever mine is theirs. Because of what they done for my child. So I reciprocate in that way. I don't need him to do another thing. He ain't did nothing to me in 10 years. No, no, no. He did that one thing. That one's all I need is one thing. Jesus didn't Jesus need to do no, no more. He saved me. He saved, he ain't got to do no more. No more. Whether I get healed or not, he saved me. All right? You know, what's, yeah. you, you know, y'all in the Janet Jackson scriptures. You know, what have you done for me lately? I mean, yeah, I mean, y'all into that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. No, they ain't got to do no more <laughs> for me, people. I'm a very, very low-key, easy person. You got it? Memory loss, so you get memory loss, then you get jumpy, you just move, you just move a lot, just move, just move, right? And so, the pastors have that kind of stuff, man, you know, PTSD. I get, I get PTSD every time uh, it's my birthday or Founder's Day, I get PTSD. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God. Because I know, I've, I've done this thing before, I've, I've seen this thing before, I get PTSD. Because I know how saints see, people all get quiet, I know how saints are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't come here with, with that stuff. No, okay, it's just the attitude of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, 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 cool. I get on Dan every, time, every, every day I see my PTSD every, every Father's Day birthday. Man, don't, don't mess with these folks. Don't, don't mess with it. Get, get a, a select set of people who, who love me and want to do that and leave everybody else alone. Just, just don't do that. That's PTSD. Because I know people, I know, I know God's people. And about money, I know that. All right, you can look at what you want. You I know, because I've been in the church too long, and I don't understand how people judge. You got I'm the I'm the only business. I'm the, I'm in the only business. Only business. I can tell everybody I'm foregoing my salary, and everybody start clapping. And none of you go to work and and not want to get paid. Go to your job and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going here free, just free. I just won't give it back to the company. Ain't nobody clapping. Everybody look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> but I'm the only one can sit there and say, yeah, I'm giving all my salary. I don't want no salary. <laughs> oh, pastor, you're so wonderful. I'm not, this is the only career field that can do that. You know, you can call it a career call. Whatever you want to call it, right? It's the only one. Y'all know it's the truth? Go to your job and tell them, hey, I don't want this. I'm just, I'm, you going to work free. Any, any more, y'all? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? It's like, it's like, Keith, it's like I, like you don't wear me out. It's like when you come into the office and you give me your it's yeah. like I don't take that home with me. I got to, I God. remember, no, no offense, again, this ain't your problem. This PK problem. Got it? You got it? got it? I was not overweight when I started this church and I didn't have high blood pressure. Right. No, no, no. When I went to start going about 10 years, whatever the 20 it was, right? I started having panic attacks. So I went to the doctor, and, and I didn't know what stress was. He said, uh, he said, your blood pressure is all high. i going to get some pills I said, okay, whatever. And he said, well, what do you do? I said, I'm fast. He said, oh, okay. You stress. I said, I don't stress. He said, do you think a lot? Boom, yeah, yeah, I think. But, I, you know, I don't equate thinking with stress. But he said, yeah, he said, yeah, that's what, that's what your issue is, man. You got, you got all that going on with you. And uh, you got to do something with that, you know, else you, you ain't going to be here long. You know, it's going to affect your kidneys and everything. I mean, right. you, 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 you got to get that stuff under control, you know. People don't understand. I carry you. Good, bad, and ugly. Let me hear about one of your children out there. I carry that. Like, man, you worried? I'm worried. So I had to learn how to be worried healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm, what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But that has to come with the pastoral heart. It has to come. If I, listen, if I don't feel nothing, you're in trouble. That's it. Your, your child's bad? Yeah, well, okay. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know what i like, you know, hey, uh, you better start praying. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, you know, when people say, you know, come to me and they have terminal illnesses, and I'm sitting there saying, what do, say? what do you say? Now I'm going to walk through you what we call death watch. If God don't do something. Right. So I'm walking and thinking, doctor thinking, what you going to do? Looking at kids who are going to lose their parents. People you don't understand the job. Well, you just you got your four no more. Right. I got a congregation of people who got issues. Now again, that, cool. Well, I ain't gonna call them up and get my issue. Nah! I got it all down. Keep going listening. I got it all down. We'll be cool. Alright, but I'm I'm letting you know pastor people relationship. Because some things people really get insensitive about what's going on here. Right? And so Then we got this, uh, so let's get to what the the, the first point is. The pastor is a gift from God for the people. I'm a gift from God, if if I'm called, this is what you got to deal with, from God, for who? God said what? I will give you shepherds. He didn't say he will give you your shepherd. I will give you my shepherd. Meaning you don't choose it. God chooses. it. After who? My own heart. So I'm not supposed to be after your heart. You don't want a pastor after your heart that acquiesces every time you start whining and changes the things. You want to come to church to know what is the heart of God. And then why? Why will he do this? He will guide you with what? Information is knowledge. A lot of us get information around here, but we don't get some understanding. Understanding is to alter the mind to change. So what am I supposed to be doing here? Every time I'm preaching, what am I supposed to be doing here? Giving you what? Information. And then understanding that we'll do what? Alter your mind to change your behavior. That's all the relationship is going to be. That's all it is, man. There's nothing else more than that. Opening up this God's covenant, telling you some knowledge about what God wants you to do, and giving you some understanding to alter your mind and to change your behavior. Pastors use the scriptures as their rod, staff, to lead, guide, and count the people, just like a shepherd. Let's read together, Psalms 23, one through four. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I will need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkness valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. You're what? So I'm a symbol of the shepherd. Now, that's ultimately God the shepherd, right? But if I'm doing his job, then I must be leading you. I have to lead you to these places. The first thing about a shepherd you need to know is the voice of the shepherd. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I mean, he said, the voice of God is all I need. That's what he's saying. Now, again, I, pass, I always tell people all the time to get offended. Pastor, they get offended. But let's all have a good, truthful relationship. Now I'm cool with it, right? All right, some people I pastor, some people I teach. That's it's it. a total difference, Amen. okay? All right, people I pastor hear my voice. Amen. Another, they will not answer. When you are listening to other people's voice, over my voice, I'm not pastoring you. It. I don't pastor you. I teach you, but I don't pastor you. And guess what, y'all? It's okay with me. I'm gonna show you then why it's okay with me. It's okay with me. Let's just have an honest, truthful relationship. So you can see things rightly. He my teacher. I'm my pastor now, I ain't, gonna let him, I ain't gonna let him do all that, but I can be, he can be my teacher. Anytime you have a contrary voice, see, some groups listen to one another. They pastor. I'm not the pastor. That little group is. It's it's, it's in the church. It's always in the church. Don't worry about it. That's just the nature of the church, y'all. But if if you're my sheep, the one God said, you will hear God's voice through me. Because that's what the scriptures say. let's let the scriptures say what they say, people. All right. Don't make it say what you want to say. And it's okay. All right? You can go and say, oh, I'll go to the church. Well, listen to that voice of that pastor then. It's still, you can't get away from the shepherd. Right. you got to listen to that voice. It's only one voice for the house. Right. That's why they got a head coach, assistant coach. Assistant coach, can't, the, the players better not listen to that assistant coach <laughs> over the head coach. Right. I wish the player would get out there doing this, doing this play, and he'd do something. And, and, and then he said, well, who told you that? Uh, who the head coach? And then it's the head coach gonna get on the what? See, so we understand that stuff in, in that. We won't, but we don't understand here. Only one head coach. And then got assistant coaches, and we all work together and on a, as a team, and we win. We win all the time, all the time we win. Yes, <laughs> this is very, very simple to follow, people. You know, right? And then he leads and guides. How am I supposed to lead and guide you? Where am I supposed to do? This is what I want for you. This is, this is the pastor's heart for you. I want to lead and guide you. He says what? He lets me rest in green meadows. I want to take you to green meadows to rest in your mind, in your heart, in your life, in your family's life, right? And I want to do it. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Meaning the sheep would not drink if the stream is, is, is noisy. They, they, they won't drink. So I got to lead you someplace where you, I feel like you can drink from God. And then it says, uh, he renews my strength. And the scripture should be renewing your strength. And then what? He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name or God's name. I'm supposed to bring you to honor to God's name. I've lead you to the path. I'm telling you, this is the path that brings honor to God's name. This is the path that brings honor to God's name. That's all I'm doing. I'm leading and guiding you by the rod and the staff of God. That's all in my addictive agenda so the, the time, the time he, he should, anybody should follow up with me and say he ain't leading us to green pastors then I understand <laughs> he not leading guiding us with the word I got it right. but we, can, we talk about all other stuff other than what I'm supposed to be doing right. you never hear anybody say he ain't leading us in the word you ain't gonna say that but you, he ain't leading in the word It's so all come off with all some, some crackerjack stuff you know like what <laughs> that ain't what I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> He didn't show up in my child's baseball game. That ain't what that ain't what the scripture say. That ain't, that ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. That's a bonus. That's a benefit. That's a whatever. No, that, that ain't. That, no, don't get it all mess, mess. No. That's not what the scripture says. Go to everybody's basketball game. Be there. No. That's what people say, man. All you want from me is the heart of God to give you knowledge and understanding of where you're supposed to go and lead you to the path of right that gives honor to God. That's what you should be listening to and want to. Is this going to lead me to honor God? Is that teaching going to lead me to honor God? Is he going to teach me to lead to honor God? That's what you should be listening for. Nothing else. It's a side trick. The devil's fooling you. What does it say? Then It says, the staff and rod. Even when I walk through the darkness valley, I will not be afraid. This is when people go through their darkest hours. Thank you. When they go through the darkest darkest hours of their lives. I've been there, man. Ain't fun. He says what? Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. All scriptures are staff and a rod of the pastor. Listen, he says all scriptures is God breathed and is useful for what? Teaching, that's doctrine. How are you supposed to live life the right way? That's what that is. Rebuke, when the last time I rebuke you? I don't rebuke because people get mad. I don't rebuke you. That's a bad pastor. No, One the last time I rebuke you? You haven't heard me rebuke you. It means to scold and say, no. But people can't take that. That's what a pastor's supposed to do. I'm supposed to, no, don't do that. You got off the path. You got off the doctrine of God. No. Well, I go to another church. I ain't going to take all that. And that's why you never mature. Because this scripture says, rebuke them. Then correct them. Remind them the right way. And then train them again. That's what the pastor is supposed to be doing. The pastor is supposed to be doing for you. That's what you should be looking for from them. You should be happy. Like, oh, he rebuked me. Thank you so much. Amen. You care Amen. for me. You're not afraid that I'm just going to get up and your go. You're not afraid of me. That right. you really take risk the relationship by saying this to me, that truth in my life. You're not going to keep lying to me. Right. And then it says, why? So the servant may be thoroughly equipped for every good. Well, now, to break it down, it says, what well, the scriptures are useful for? Teaching. Rebuking, correcting, and training. Why the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And then we got equipping. Then I'm supposed to be equipping you for service, unity, and maturity. Ephesians four thirteen says this. So Christ Himself gave apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip His people for works of service. So the body of Christ may be what built up until we all what reach the unity of the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. First, I'm supposed to do what? I'm supposed to equip you for works of service. That's what we're trying to do. Get you to work, not me. Is that what it says? Call back to me, y'all. So what is pastor supposed to be doing? Equipping you to go to work, do the work of ministry. So I gave about three, four weeks ago, I gave everybody, ordained everybody the ministry of reconciliation. That's your ministry. Now go reconcile the world of Christ. That's That's what you're supposed to be doing. And then unity of faith. Then we all come to the unity of faith by knowing the same knowledge of God. All right. Oh, man, I heard this guy this morning. And there. Oh, man, he, he read from his book. It is so powerful. The Bible is so oh, it's awesome. It talks about our, 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 our brain and our, and our brain waves. And it says when it says the unity of faith, it means all brain waves are going in the same direction. And that's why I'm going to talk about in the next one. I talk about friendships. Every friend you get, there's no—it's impossible for you to be around somebody who's calling you a friend that your brain waves don't go together. Very dangerous. That's why you're very uh, you're apprehensive when your child can change because whoever group they get into, whoever the dominant group, the brain waves go that way. So God says all our brain waves are supposed to go to the same place, or else it becomes very frustrating to us. That's why when you have frustrating, uh, 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 like when me and Nietzsche are into it, our brainwaves are not going the same place. That's why when you call difficult relationships, it means your brainwaves are not on the same wavelength. You're not going the same way. So you try to persuade people. If I sit there and say, I say, everybody say, "Hallelujah!" hallelujah. Now, everybody who participated with me, I had your brainwave go that way. And if we kept doing it and really got into it, we would see something go before God, because everybody's brainwave is going the same way. Powerful, powerful thing. So, so it is with your friendships. So it then says this, and then maturity. I'm supposed to mature you to the fullness of Christ that, that I want to look like. I want you to come to the point where you look like Christ. That's my work. That's what I'm supposed to be doing up in here. You got it. You got it. And one of the things that the rod does, the rod. Uh, counts. who missing, who ain't missing? Right. The shepherd would count the sheep when they come in, and if they weren't all there, he had to go, go find where they at. So when I call you and ask you where you at, don't get mad. I ain't trying to get nosy, I'm just trying to count.) Right. <laughs> I just noticed you've been missing, so I, I, you' all right? Because right. sheep do wonder. You so say, "You all right? <laughs> hey, they go to eat. Was, don't answer the pastor, don't answer. <laughs> you know what right. i Hey, hey, I'm going to tell you at the end, it's all going to make sense to you, right, for me. I think this very literal. I think the Bible is very literal. At the end, it's going to all make sense to you for me. You got it? And remind me if I forget, say, hey, tell me about that, what makes sense to you at the end. All right? Now, here it is. I like this. When I first got called in the ministry, I, heard, I first got to call the ministry. So I think everything serious literally. I mean, I think everything literally. I mean, okay, wow, oh, wow. I said, okay. Um, I said, uh, so what am I supposed to do? And y'all you know, I don't go to school, and everything. Like that. I said, what am I supposed to do? So somebody told me, okay. I said, I think I'm gonna call. He said, well, go to First Timothy third chapter uh, one through six. That's your that's your description. Can you can you can you follow that? Does your life line up with that? So let's read that. This is the pastor. The uh, pastor has qualifications. I have qualifications. Got it? Right. Here it is. Let's read it together. Here's a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer. Now, what I'm, I'm overseeing. That means I oversee your life. Right. Overseer. I can see in your life. Right. God will tell me something about your life because I can oversee it. Right. Got it? He desires a what? A noble what task. Now, this is this. Now, the overseer must be what? Above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, what? Respectful, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money, he must... Ma- See, that's why. Hold on there. That's why I get... And I'll tell you later, but this is my qualification. So when people say, hey, if I so, so money thing, that brought me wrong because that's my job description. Imagine. I can't have this if I have love for money. So what you're saying is I'm going eliminate myself if I have love for money. So that's when you... People don't mean it. They don't mean it, but I take this literal. So if you think I have love for money, then I am disqualified. Right. So I can't be in the position to have love for money. Keep on. He must be manage his own family well, and see that it's what. He must do so in a matter what, worthy, full of what. If anyone what, how can he take? He must not be. He must not be what a recent convert. No, I'm old now, or he may become conceited, and fall. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders. So that he would not what? So let's go through Pastor Key's qualifications. Got it? Because you can judge me on that. Got it? Let's go. Personal qualifications. Above reproach. Much as I know of. Husband and one wife. <laughs> Temperate. Self-control. Nope. Half. You see that little half? No, self-control. I do not have control over my eating habits. No, 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 no. I take this stuff literal, people. So I have to work on that because I can eliminate myself because how can I tell you about self-control if I don't have self-control? And that includes eating. So I think about, oh, God, I can get fired. Jesus. No, people, I take this serious. So I feel good when I'm on a diet and doing good. Then I have a backslide and I say, okay, okay, okay. So i I struggle with this. Because if you're out of control in one area, you're probably out control of some other areas. <laughs> Carl, Respectful. I, I I guess I am. I, I don't know. I mean <laughs> hospitable, yes, we can have we have people in our house. We they stay with us and they, they be, hospitable means you have people in your house who don't have a house rooms. So we have we've had people stay with us. Able to teach. <laughs> not given to drunkenness. Now, see that? Not given to drunkenness means you can't drink, but I don't drink at all. I'll stay away from it because I might get drunk. I'll, just, I'll stay away from it. But it says not given to drunkenness, right? Not violent, but gentle. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't going off. I ain't hitting nobody. <laughs> not quarrelsome. I don't want to do all that. Okay. Not a lover of money. No, because why? The only way I can I say, now, how can I know I'm not a lover of money? Because the way I give. The only way you overcome a greed, people, is generous. And the generosity is not, you give people not based upon what you think they deserve. You give them what you would give yourself. See, I don't give you less than If I buy me a Gucci, I'm going to buy you a Gucci. Is it good for me? It's good for you. That's what it means by giving. Would you give yourself that? Because then that means I look at you less than me if I give you something less than I will give myself. Family qualifications. Manage his own family? Yes, sir. Children obey and respect him? You ask them. Spiritual qualifications? Not a recent convert? No. Community qualifications? They got it on there? I must have left it out there. It means, it, re- reputation, it means no one outside the community talks about I me. Mean, you, ain't, you, ain't you ain't heard my name. Like, yeah. he passed. pass. Ooh. You know, no. People, that's, I pass. One area I'm going to So y'all pray in that area right there. You got it? Take it literal. I take it literal. So when I saw that, I said, God, I got it. So I said, "Oh, then my kids fell alive. Everything fell alive. Oh oh, man, this is a blessing of God. I I, I qualify to be your pastor, all right." And then the last thing, okay. Then this, this, I always watch out for this. Pastor disqualification motive. Never be a manipulator. Number two was message heresy, teaching heresy, and then money greedy. I live by three G's, and i tell the elders when I right. went, went through, I live by three G's. Right. I've, been, I've been blessed to live by these three G's. Right. Keep these three G's kept me out of trouble. Right. Do not take God's glory, do right. not be greedy, and stay away from them girls. Amen. <laughs> right. People, that's, that's my code. Uh, that's very simple to me. I remember one time, I went to preach church. Preach to, to this church, went to preach, preach to this church. And, uh, you know, I went. <laughs> so I got in. I'm sweating, Keisha. I'm sweating. All of a sudden, this woman comes and this towel and starts rubbing me down. I said, uh, 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 Pastor, no. No, no, no. What's wrong, Pastor? She said, No, no, no. She, she, what do you call them? They're the, uh, they got names for them. They, they, no, they assist the pastor. You know, assistants, pastors, assistant pastors, or whatever. Said so, no 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 I I don't I I can no. I don't want I don't want her shot, I don't want shot, I don't want nobody getting shot up in here. I mean, no. no. <laughs> I don't I don't need all that. I don't I don't need no woman's you know, I can I can give me the tie. I can take care of myself. You know what I'm saying? But see, I I I know crazy stuff is going around in journey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean? I don't expose nobody all right. So I understand all that stuff, man. But no, 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 man! You gotta stay away from them girls. Somebody say stay away from them girls. I remember sitting there. I remember sitting, in, sitting, in man, the people was bold in church. I was sitting, I was sitting over one time, and we were doing something. And all of a sudden, this this, this girl, she started in the church, missionary, She's got a title. Start giving me a give me a, a a a massage. I said, well, what you go? What you doing? What you doing? What you doing? Get up out of here! No, 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 no. People, I, listen. I've been tried. Been, the devil tried me with the best, and I, and, and I left. I left them all in the dust, man. I, I ain't got time for that. I ain't blowing this, man. Listen, listen, people. I ain't blowing this for the people. No, 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 no. That's just, again. I'm not above nobody, but people. No, no, no. It's not worth it, man. It's not. It's not even worth it. Now, what? What? Look, look. What? 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 I look like, look Dan. And little Donovan raised up in church, and then they hear a scandal about me. Right, man, man that, that would just break my heart. Yeah. Yeah. All this time, you know, because, you know, it's going to get to them. And all, then, then all they going to remember, yeah. Yeah. It. Right. no, it ain't worth it, people. no, 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 no. So that's what happened right there, right? So my last thing is this. Pastors will be held accountable. This is what I want you all to understand. This is what scares me to death. Let's read together. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. Keep, they keep what? Nah, I can't. (laughs) Go ahead, let me tell you what. As men who must what? God! I got to give a count for y'all. Obey them so that they will be. Now listen to this. My work is to keep watch over you. Now, remember what I said. My work is to keep watch over you. People, there's nothing in me. <laughs> Hear me context for now, okay? Hear the context. There's nothing in Keith Graham. This is supernatural. I'm pastor. There's nothing in Keith Graham wants to watch over you. Nothing it. in me. Hope that don't sound insensitive. But nothing in me wants to watch over you. It's all God, people. I'm a very introverted person. You you know what? You know what my wife been doing. Since my wife gone, you know what I've been doing. I've been in that room. I get in bed at eight o'clock. I throw all my books in in that bed, and I watch uh, uh, basketball and read them books. The only reason I came out last night—listen, somebody had something last night on Saturday. If I come to Saturday, people understand that's a blessing. All right. Okay, through my routine, okay, and then as I'm out, I get called, I'm always on call, people always call it. Right. People don't understand that about this, this thing, always. And so, again, you ain't not I'm busy, no, you can't always tell me to be, no, how you doing? What's up? Everything stops. That's why I got the right wife who understands all that. Right. We could be out to dinner, <laughs> hello, what's up? How you doing? Never tell people what I'm doing because I want want them to give their attention because they must need something. That's the life of it, man. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, listen, I never said this before. Listen, guys always want me to be a leader. My coach and basketball coach always get mad at me because he said, Keith, you stay up in front. Stay away from the players because you got to be separate because you do this, right? And I get in the back laughing and talk. He used to get so mad at me, I'd be back there laughing. "Ah, ah, ah." You're like, that's just me, right? I joined the Air Force. In the dark, they come out. T.I. don't know me for more. He said, what's your name? I said, Herman Graham, sir. He said, uh, where you from? I said, St. Louis. He said, can anybody in here whip you? I said, no, sir. He said, you're going to be my dorm chief. I know a dorm chief. I said, okay, cool. I'm dorm chief. <laughs> chief sound good. Right. <laughs> so get upstairs. We run upstairs. And they all jump in bed. Then he said, no, you get in this bed. That was the head bed. I said, okay, cool. This is all going to be all right. Right, and then all of a sudden he made me over them. Lord have mercy, because <laughs> I want to get in. The, I want to be in the group. I don't want to be separated. Right. Bishop Copeland used to always tell me, Keith, you can't be with the people, man. You can't do that. I, oh, I want to be with the people. I, I'm in. You know what I'm saying, right? Now listen, I never told y'all this, right? Now this is the miracle because twenty years mean a miracle to me, because two weeks in, uh, two weeks before we graduated, I quit being dorky. Cause I did not want to be over no people. They kept asking me for cigarette breaks. They talking about this and that. I, I, I don't want to hear all that. I don't hear all that. You know I couldn't get no sleep. Don't you, don't don'ty. And then if if one of them got in trouble, I'm in trouble. Oh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Gotta give account. So that's why I see y'all like, oh no, here I am again. Oh God! You don't know how many times I quit, y'all. I know. No, it ain't my fault. They, I, they, I'm telling them. I, because I take it literal. Where they go, where do they go? Remember the rod, how many you got? where they go? I take a look. So in, in my nature, people, it's not leadership. In my nature is isolation, leave me alone, take care of yourself. You need my help? Sure, see you later. No, I help you, see you later, but I don't want to be over your soul. I don't want to. You know, I don't want you to ask me for a cigarette break. I don't want all that. I don't. I don't hear, not, I'm hoping now transparent people. I still. I, I'm the pastor. Okay. I I got you. I, don't worry about. it, Okay. I got it. Right. I'm telling you, what is what how hard it is for me right. to be a pastor. I don't want to be nothing. I get mad when people say like when I wrote that book uh, covenant membership. The pastor, you know, he 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 has whole church it, right. And they said, T-. it just threw me off. He said, everybody wants you to sign their book. I don't want to sign a no book. I no, I don't want that. I want to sign no book. I ain't no celebrity. I don't want to sign no book. Just buy the book. Why I got to sign a book? I don't want all that. Only left alone. That's why I, I, I've never, in the 20 years, they'll tell you, when I go out there, I don't hobnob. Hey, what Keith Graham does, I'm being transferred. What I do is, you have been my safe haven. I don't need outside people to affirm me. Right. As long as I got the affirmation of this church, I don't need outside affirmation. Amen. So sometimes this has hurt us because we never brought people in because I'm not connected to nobody. Right. They may know me, but I'm not connected to them because I don't want to play all of I don't want them, again. I don't want to do all that. Amen. I want a nice family church, big and growing, everybody's doing good, and I can stay right in here and hide among you. That's all I want to do. <laughs> That's me. Thanks, That's who I am. I don't, want, I don't want all that. I, I know people, I don't want to be famous. I don't want none of that. No. Uh-huh. No. That's not Keith Graham. Okay? So when they tell me to sign a book, so when I write this book, don't ask me to sign, I don't want to sign a book. That's just, that's, that's, I think too hard. I don't, I don't like all that. I don't like all that. Just read the book, hope it bless you, right on. You got it? That's, that's your pastor. It says know your pastor. That's what we're talk about. People know your pastor. Know who I am, man. I don't want all that. I don't want the celebrities and all that kind of stuff and all that acting like you somebody and you ain't nobody. (laughs) Taking God's glory, right? Right? Let God be glorified and I'm cool because what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna find me a niche. I'm gonna find me a corner to and I'm gonna be left alone. I'm gonna come out, I'm gonna serve. Now I'm gonna say, like after this service is over. Again, I hope y'all hear me right. I love everybody, right? I'm going to shake your hands. I'm going to get in that car. I'm going to go to my safe haven in that room, jump in that bed, and beat Dion in fancy football. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to watch my scoreboard. I'm going to watch my scoreboard. I'm going to say, I'm going to get on the, uh, we got a little chat line. I'm going to get on there and ridicule everybody on there who's doing that. That's what I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's your pastor. That's who I am. I'm in this predicament. I got to count for your soul. Got to see what you're doing. Where's Lorraine now? God, uh, uh, you do see. Uh. But don't hear, hear me, hear me, hear me. But in exchange about all that, people, you have blessed our lives tremendously. And we appreciate you for that. Even in my inquisincities, even in my craziness, and even in all this, God has really made me a pastor for you. God bless you. Thank you. Hope you got it somebody. Yeah. <clears throat>